0: Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency owner? you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business, all you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners, welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Ronick Patil, he is the CEO and founder of JD SoftTech as well as Unlimited WP. Really excited to have him on the program today. Ronick has been in the web space for a long time. His current business supports dozens and dozens of digital agency owners on the WordPress platform. He's helped build projects for Fortune 500 businesses. He's been a WordCamp speaker. He's also a plugin author. A WordPress plugin author is garnered more than 100,000 downloads of his Plugin. He's got an office based in Boston here in the US, as well as Ahmedabad, India. And he's just really focused on helping agencies grow their businesses. Ronick, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, friend. I'm excited. So, Ronick, I think for our listeners, if you're not on our email list, you gurus actually invested in, became a partner in your current business, Unlimited WP. We're going to talk about a lot of things today, but I'd love for you just to paint our audience a picture of what that really agency for agencies is like today. Can you kind of tell us about the team, the structure,
1: how you guys operate? So we operate with two offices, Brent, one in Boston, that's where I work from, and then we have a development center in India. There we have a 50 plus developers, designers, testers, project managers that they work on our agency's clients project. And we operate under this productized fixed model, which is quite different than a normal white label that you would see other agencies do. And... You used to kind of run more of a general, and
0: you really still do in some aspects, right? Your general white label brand, JD SoftTech, is still operating. You're still working with a handful of kind of very select clients and projects. But I think most of your attention has now moved to Unlimited WP, which is really only a little bit over a year old. So talk to me about how you decided to create that
1: new model for the business. It's been a long, long journey for that model. I think it came out of my battle with winning a predictable revenue that I was always after that over the short term profit that I was always like, let's create a model that can really scale rather than just get me some bucks for some projects. And, and that's where really that model came from is looking for a predictable revenue. We did white label before, as you mentioned, we have a JD SoftTech, which actually, in fact, only has two software products. So that We don't do any other work outside unlimited WP now, probably took about three years from when we first decided that we let's niche into something, then, you know, probably another six months before we decided, let's do digital agency. And then we are doing Magento, WordPress, custom web applications, and really politely, if you ask us, we'll do anything. That's the stage we were at. but that still, you have to deal with proposals, scope, creep, hourly billing, lots of those things that we didn't like because that would not get us to that ultimate goal we had of predictable revenue. And I'll tell you a story how we got to that is this is back in 2019 summer, we did this vivid vision exercise with our management group. And together as a group, we said, well, we want to have 90% of our revenue reoccurring revenue in three years from now. Now, we got to that stage just in 14 months. So the vision was for three years, but we got there in 14 months using this unlimited model that we have now. That's really cool. So I feel like that's such a
0: powerful exercise just to take the time to create a picture for what you want. And it's surprising, I think, for a lot of people how fast that ends up happening once you are really clear on where you want to get to. You can all of a sudden start saying, well, what's not working for us? What is recurring? What's not recurring? And I know you were servicing agencies at the time and I like how you admit that you were willing to kind of do anything with, you know, whatever they would request, you'd go kind of go find somebody who could do it, which I think is actually one of the challenges that a lot of companies that are outsourcing or are, you know, building outsourcing-based businesses where they're serving like agencies as clients I think that's one of the chief challenges is that there's kind of almost – I don't know if it's cultural or just mindset of kind of going, okay, yeah, we can do whatever you need us to do and being scared to say no and then maybe committing to stuff that didn't work out so well. When you guys were doing that, were you ever – did you ever say yes to a project
1: or get yourself in a situation where you kind of felt like maybe you got a little overextended? Oh, yes. Like too many times to count. Even we had the niche. And again, I see a lot of agencies do this right now. The same mistake that we made is you have a niche, but like deep down inside, you're still open to other opportunities. And I think letting go of that, that was really, really hard, probably the hardest part in doing a niche. But like once you really let go, it opens up so many other areas for you that that weren't there before. And I think a lot of people don't think about those areas that much, such as, Your marketing or your sales and how easy your systems and processes can be. And what do you say about other outsourcing companies? I agree with that. And I think I can't talk about other countries, but for India, I can say that it is a little bit of a cultural thing where they're saying yes to everything. They have no idea how this is going to get accomplished, but let's just say yes and then we'll figure it out. That's still the dominant mindset I would say that those agencies have and I got a first-hand opportunity to learn all of this is I lived in India for two years when we started this agency so I saw how other agencies were doing and initially I was trying to mimic them I'm like oh they have a team of 200 people and they're doing everything why can't we do it you know and then over the time I learned well you know you don't have to do it that way and I think a lot has to do with the boot camp and the Guru's involvement every time getting on those boot camp calls or the Pro calls over time I learned that letting go is going to create bigger opportunities than trying to do everything. I think that's a really powerful lesson that and I like that
0: what you said earlier really stood out to me. People, they choose their niche, they choose their market, but then on paper it's there, right? They wrote a document or they've got a landing page or a funnel, or maybe they're starting to do a little bit of marketing. But deep down they're still saying yes to a lot of things outside of that space. And I I do think there's, I mean, there's maybe a little bit of a period of time where that's okay, but at some point you have to start saying, you know, are we really in this thing, right? Are we really doing this new thing or not? Because every time you say yes to that project, that's outside of your market, that's outside of your model, you're essentially kind of saying, well, yeah, I know we are focused on this thing, but for now we're not right. And having to make those compromises. And that's, I don't think it's, it's ever easy to let go or say no, At least initially, it probably gets easier over time. I'm sure where you guys are at now, you know, over a year into unlimited WP, if you're still getting requests outside of that space. I mean, have there been close calls since you got really focused where you kind of still felt like maybe we should say yes to
1: something? I've been, I have a pretty tight, re- I've restrained myself. Uh, that's what I should say. What has helped us is the name is Unlimited WP. The name itself has a WordPress in it. So the way we market it, we don't even get people who, you know, because it's super, super clear on our website that, hey, we do WordPress. So there's no reason for anybody to reach out to us and say, hey, would you do non-WordPress thing? Yes, the agencies that we work with, they do all the time. Almost every single day, we do get asked that, hey, do you do Shopify or can you help with this little thing I have, it's not a WordPress, but it's like a Duda, for example, right? And our guys could do it. Like our guys, they have worked at other agencies before and they do have experiences onto those different platforms. But what I don't have is the any systems or processes to manage that work on any other platform. And now it's like, it doesn't take anything for me to say no. When we initially did started this niche before Unlimited WP, yes, that's when we used to say yes to a lot of things all the time. If it made sense, well, let's just do it. It'll just take a month and then we'll get back to what we were doing. But then, you know, learn that that it doesn't happen that way. And also what I learned is the power of niche is not just fo- what it really does for you is streamlines your operations or your marketing or sales. And that can only happen if you just focus on your niche. Hey, what's up agency owners. I want to tell you about an exciting new software product that is
0: really gaining traction in the digital agency world. It's an all-in-one marketing and sales platform and it's built specifically for agencies not only will it help you save money by replacing all of your old software tools, it creates a whole new revenue stream for your agency, and you can white-label it, add your branding, and sell it as your own software product. That's why hundreds of agencies have already made the switch from Infusionsoft, Marketo, and ActiveCampaign. You can get more info and access their unlimited agency plan for just two ninety seven dollars a month or start your free trial over at IgniteYourAgency.com. That's IgniteYourAgency.com. There is a time and a place for that mentality of saying yes and figuring it out. but I think when it becomes your operating principle of the business, it becomes very difficult to create those systems for streamlining operations and sales. I know early on, one of the things that you did, and hopefully it's cool I talk about this, but you had said like, oh yeah, we will work with any project management system that our agencies have. like you'll work with their systems. And it was like, it created, all, it was like saying yes to every one of their systems and their process for how they were doing things. And I mean, now probably looking back at that, you're like, wow, that's probably kind of crazy, right? Cause if you have, I mean, maybe that works when you have 10 clients to work within their platforms and their systems. But when you have a hundred clients, right? Obviously the game has changed, right? If every client of yours has a different process and a different approach to how they're doing projects. I mean you wouldn't even get to that point anyways but have there been other areas like that that you've had to kind of go wait a minute let's let's
1: put some constraints in here Other areas in terms of like, even within WordPress, right? It's such a huge platform. There are hundreds of different plugins, the thousands of different plugins. There are at least like a 20 popular page builders. Now we can't have expertise on every single thing. There's like whole multi-site with the WordPress, right? So there's so many different areas within WordPress. Those are the areas that we'll still say yes, even if we don't have experience, that's still the areas that excites us that, okay, that we don't know, but at least we are allowed to work on that area, you know? So we get our pleasure out of exploring new areas within the WordPress. But like outside of that, you know, everyone knows in the company, it's to the point where even if I accept the work, I think my team will not do the work. They're like, okay, you had given us the strict instructions that you'll never do it. Like, why are you giving me, you know? So they would just decline to do work on it.
0: I mean, I think that's very empowering for not only for your team to have boundaries that they can... Enforce with your clients, knowing that you're going to back them up. But then also, I think for you, it's probably great to have some guardrails from your team to say, wait a minute, wait, hold on, Ronick, that's outside of our, wait, I thought we only did WordPress. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We only do this thing. And I think you make a really good point, which I think for our listeners, it's really easy for them to understand that within WordPress, you know, there's a simple idea of WordPress, but like that rabbit hole goes really, Deep. I mean, WordPress is powering. I think some stats say over 20% of the internet. It's massive, right? It's absolutely massive. And there's plenty of opportunity in that space, right? We don't need to go out and be the unlimited, you know, Shopify unlimited Duda, right, as well. And I think that most markets that people focus on, while they look simple on the surface, they're actually massive, like they're full of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of businesses and sometimes it's hard to really understand the size and scope of a market, I think, until you get in there and you do choose to focus on it. Has there been any surprises for you now that you have kind of chosen this focus of WordPress and then you also have the billing model, which maybe we'll talk about here in a little bit. But have there been any surprises for you around the power that choosing that market and choosing that very fixed offer has had for you? There's
1: been a few surprises, good and bad. For example, when we were doing this model, we didn't think much about the way we have priced it. As you said, we'll probably talk about that. But the way we had decided the pricing, it's not a value-based pricing anymore. So, you know, regardless of what the value our work with gendered, we are still getting paid fixed price for it. So we do miss out on, you know, when we did work for a Fortune 500 company, we still got paid the same thing as we did a simple startup website or an NGO website. So that's definitely, we didn't think much about it. I think at this point now we are all right with it, but definitely in the initial months, it felt like, oh wow, we're just like doing this for, that's it, that's the money. We could have done it uh, 20 times more because we know what the value that's going to generate for the ultimate end client. So that's one sort of thing that we are all right with it. Now, another surprise, it's kind of a good surprise is with this model. Now we literally just 30 minutes ago before our, this podcast, uh, we had a sign up on our website, never talked to the person, no call, no message, no chat, no email, and they just signed up on the website. Right. So that, that was a surprise. We thought even with this model, we still have to talk to people, but like we can present our service in a way so clear that we never thought that, you know, people are just going to sign up without even talking to us and that's happening. So that's been a surprise. On the other areas, you know, you talked about boundary. I think that's still a little problem is like even WordPress, like, okay, you have a WordPress website. Now you need to help uh, installing Google Analytics on it. Now we would have to go into your analytics account to do it. Now it's outside WordPress. Now do we say yes or no, right? So you'd say, well, it's just the analytic, let's say yes. And then the next thing comes up is, can you help me set up some goals on the analytics? We're like, okay, yep, we'll help you with that too. Next thing, can you help with the Google Tag Manager? Now we're Slowly going outside of WordPress. And then same thing with the newsletters, right? Can you help work with our active campaign or can you, you know, help us? So managing that boundary at all the times, it's not as easy, right? Because ultimately you want your clients. In our case, we want our agencies to succeed. So we do feel their pain. It's like, oh, we don't we feel bad that oh, just for this, they're going to have to work with somebody else. So we could help them. And that's still been a struggle even today as we are defining those things. Or okay, like is google analytics in or out right so there are many other things like this that where to put on the boundary wise in or out I think that's something that when you niche, I think that's an ongoing thing that it's not it's set and done that you have your niche and now you don't do anything. I think those boundaries, they also change based on your size too, right? Like when we, were, when we started out, maybe we didn't want to do it, but now at the current size, the way our systems and operations, the level, right? I think then slowly you could probably, you know, add this, some of these add-ons that you didn't have uh, on before. Yeah, I know you and I have talked even about I mean, because obviously with the website, I love what you're talking
0: about too in this kind of gray area. And the Google Analytics one is so, it's so easy to imagine how that is, can easily become this slippery slope of one day we're copying and pasting some Google Analytics code. The next day you have somebody spending a half day inside of Google Analytics, not WordPress, right, building out the goals. And I know you and I have talked about. Unlimited WP and I think some of the work you've been doing behind the scenes on being able to offer some level of SEO support, I'm not sure where you are or what you're willing to talk about with our, our listeners, but that's probably a really good example too, right? Like WordPress websites have to have, whether it's on-page optimization or whether it's set up for certain plugins to operate a certain way, like there's best practices around SEO. I'm sure you have agencies that are asking you every day, like, can you do SEO tasks? Where, do you, where are you guys currently
1: drawing the line? Yes, so I'm fine talking about that. SEO, I know you and I have talked a lot about it. They'd hire like a couple of people for SEO almost like two, three months ago, and we still have not told that to our agency clients that hey, we have the SEO people. We are still thinking that is that still a right move because there's other value add that we can do without going, you know, into something like SEO, right? There's still, as WordPress is such a big thing, there's a whole website management and the care plans, and there are many other areas that we can grow. So a challenge for us is to look at the both thing is like, do we want to do something else where we don't have the SOPs, where we don't have the trainings? So it's going to be feel like, you know, three years ago, how we did things, or do we want to keep doing what we are doing even further down and down? I think from this whole experience that I've had, I think I can tell Either way, it's going to get a good result, but going into something without systems and processes, like I've learned over the time, like that's a big no-no for us. And that's one of the reasons why we're still, even though we have SEO people in the staff, we're still not offering that service. Well, hopefully, uh, we'll see what happens if any of your current clients are
0: listening and all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, I can maybe submit this, but uh, <laughs> we'll uh, check with the Unlimited WP team if they're actually offering that or not. One thing I want to talk about too, while we have you on the show today, is growing to basically the 50 people. I mean, you went from kind of a smaller team. You were very much involved in almost every one of the client projects, I think, with the White Label Agency. I mean, that was something you and I had had conversations on very early on, was that every project required a lot of Ronix time and energy. And now with Unlimited WP, it's becoming less so. And you've really, I think, to your great CEO abilities have shifted a lot more of your gears towards leadership. And so I'd love to hear you kind of talk about some of the things that the challenges of getting to 50 people in the agency. I mean, what are a couple of things that really were were difficult for you to
1: overcome? Yes, I think a year ago, like if you look at February 2020, I think we had about 20 team members. So in the last year alone, we have added 30 or so team members. I think we saw our systems break a bit after 25. And I think I've heard on your show maybe or somewhere else a lot from a couple other people that at 25 for some reason, things break. Good thing that I heard about it. So I was prepared for it. they okay. Things will break. And before that, like between that 20 to 25 last February, that's when I planned as many things as I can plan for that growth in terms of hiring our HR team to do their hiring in a certain way and when to hire a tester versus a project manager or a coordinator or a designer or a developer, how to mix that team well, how to calculate capacity. We didn't have any scorecard a year ago and now we probably have like 11 or 12 different scorecard in every single different business area from marketing or sales and operations capacity. We even have a scorecard where we measure team spirit. Like, okay, how was the team spirit this week? And these are all weekly scorecards. So we're looking at those numbers weekly and almost every single decision that we make is after looking at those results from the scorecard. I didn't know any better. I didn't know what else to do. So that's what I choose that. Okay, we'll do this scorecard thing every week. We'll have a numbers in and then any decision that we make and That's been the great thing I would advise to, you know, anybody else not keeping up scorecards is those scorecards have actually helped us grow this and, you know, give us that confidence that, okay, looking at this scorecard, it looks like if we do this, it should be fine. And it has been fine. So I would say scorecards have helped us a lot, the trainings, SOPs, and you talked about like myself being involved into a project that naturally went down because before doing a custom web application projects, doing six Figure projects, like there's no way that we'll be able to deliver those projects without my eyes getting on it or my additional comments on it. But then now the way we do things is the developers have done that thing a thousand times and I have seen those things happen. So I have that confidence now that, okay you could do it. You have my trust. And that's what has really helped us grow lately. And we're looking to hire more and more people and constantly working on even building the system for the next to support the next level that we'll get to. You mentioned that you check in on Team Spirit.
0: Do you ask a question? Is there a couple of questions that you ask the team on a weekly basis that
1: helps you measure and gauge where your team is at? There's actually three to five different criterias and the project coordinators and the managers are the ones responsible to report those numbers into a scorecard every week. Things like we will look at, you know, someone's like leaving early from the office or starting late or like, what's the reason? Like we have two full-time HR. So we ask them to talk with as many candidates as they can. They do surveys. There's Google Forms to collect their feedback. We'll do look at a few different things too, and it's such a number that it's hard to say right like what is your team spirit like okay it is very hard to define but once we started doing that like when you look at that spirit and when we correlate that with all everything else, like we look at our capacity number in percentage like what is our capacity how much and then we look at the team spirit and this is i just recently looked at it and they actually pretty go hand to hand whenever we are busy the team spirit does go a little bit down because there's a little pressure from the management to get things done and when we are slow times is right now we're a little bit going slower and the team spread is higher because they have more time to do, you know, whatever they want to do. So definitely it's a little hard to calculate and maybe it could be wrong, right? It, numbers I'm looking at since it's such a number that it's hard to calculate from any tangible data. So yeah, but like calculating that has been amazing for us. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I kind of, I almost think of it like When you
0: look at like, maybe if you're checking the weather and you see like the wind speed, right? Like it gives you a number, but then you go outside and like maybe you feel, maybe it's like windy that second, maybe it's not windy. Like sometimes we pick numbers for stuff like team morale or whatever, and it's just kind of a general idea. And you can see over time that direction change, like is the wind speed increasing or is it decreasing? You can probably see that, right? And generally know, is it windy or is it not windy? Like is the team happy generally or are they unhappy but like trying to figure out like, hey, we got Team Spirit up 0.3 this week. Like, yay, right? Like it's like, I don't know. Is that really like going to help us? But I think seeing that trend over time, seeing other indicators like your, how busy you are uh, might impact, which that's, that's kind of a funny thing, right? Obviously, you as the business owner, you want to be fired on all cylinders all the time. Sometimes team members maybe prefer it when there's a little bit more leeway on there. I want to talk about the model a little bit because – I think you mentioned that the model is really simple like you basically have kind of three tiers of engagement for people and being a part of your story as both your you know part of our U Academy Pro program and now as a, a partner in the business I think that the plans that an agency can choose while they seem really simple right so I want to talk about how, what those actually are but like actually delivering on that promise is like the amount of work And structure and hiring and training and SOPs and everything that you guys have created to deliver on that is really insane. Like it's crazy how much energy it takes to sell something that's as simple as you guys do. So first, give us kind of a high level. Like what are the three ways that agencies
1: can engage with you? So essentially what we did is there's this dedicated model, right? You could go out there and outsource or not outsource. You can hire someone dedicatedly full-time, not as an office employee, but like from some other outsourcing agency, you can get a full-time person. So we looked at that model and since we wanted to be predictable, right? Th- that was the goal behind this is like, how do we make everything reoccurring revenue? So we looked at the dedicated model, which is awesome because you're just giving out the entire person to an agency. They can work closely with them. So it does generate that reoccurring revenue. But then we were like, there's still problems with that. Like if an agency, you have a full-time person that you have hired, you may not have enough work for them at all times. So you may stop and start again. So we thought, what if we break this into half? So, okay, you can get a dedicated person, but you can also get a half. And then we're like, what if you really break this into even another half? So like a sort of two hours, four hours, eight hours a day, and so on. So that way we allow this, our clients, agencies to go up and down based on how much help do you need. So you're not necessarily stuck with a full dedicated full-time person, but depending on your need, you go from there up and down. Now, what we do look for in our ideal client is if you do not have work even for two hours, then you're not a good fit for us. Like that becomes very clear on my sales call that, okay, how much work do you have? If you're like, okay, we're not saying that every single day you need that work, but over the time, like, you know, on average, if you don't have that work, it's so easy to say you're not an ideal client for us. So that's how really essentially the packages are broken down. And, you know, earlier you mentioned about this project management system and the mistake we did early on is to say, well, we'll work on your project management system. Well, we quickly realize. that that how many people from our team will need to go into that third other. Project management system. And it's such a time taking event, like going into somebody didn't show up in the office today. We have a replacement person. Well, that person doesn't know how that project management system works, right? So we kept everything central into our own system where you get your own account. You're creating tasks, setting up priorities. We go in there and depending on your package, just go top to down on the list of tasks you have. And then, really, the core part of our service is giving updates every day. That was something that came out of the pain point that, you know, I've been around you gurus for four or five years now. So I've talked, I probably have talked to 50 or hundred agencies and, you know, one of the pain point that we had seen them, we wanted to solve all the pain points we had seen in them. But one of the pain point was like communication that sometimes you hire this freelancers or contractors and they're, you know, they disappear for a few days and you have some deadline coming up. So we wanted to put a heavy emphasis on communication. So as part of our model is you get message from us daily. Doesn't matter we have an update or not, whatever we did for you that day, we'll send you updates that daily. So I think in a nutshell, that's our model.
0: Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white-label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e2msolutions.com. All right, back to our show. And I love that. The, first of all, I love the simplicity of it. And also one of the challenges that I see all the time and why I was so excited about this concept from day one is that for most web agencies to go out there and hire a new full-time person, especially if we're talking stateside, these days... $6,000 a month, maybe $7,000 a month, plus the hiring process of actually having to go out there and find somebody that meets your requirements. And then just if you end up having a lot of demand going from one person to two people, again, you're like doubling your expense overhead. And there's there's not a lot of wiggle room. Like you, you can rely on freelancers or contractors, but then there's the problem of reliability or they have other projects, right? And that becomes challenging. But what you guys almost offer in a way is like this. It's both a stepping stone, but also a model that if you wanted to grow long term with it, with overseas help instead of, you know, stateside help, it also kind of works. But you can literally go, hey, I don't need a full time person yet, but I also don't want the unreliability of like a contractor that's off of Upwork that sometimes is available, sometimes not You mentioned the whole like not giving daily updates thing, but being able to get a couple of hours of dedicated time per day, which is kind of where you guys create limits, right? It's unlimited WP. You can put as many tasks in as you want, but there's still kind of that pipe is where the limitation is on how fast that work is going to get done. But I was like, man, this is so awesome. Like instead of having to go out there and make this huge risky investment of the time it takes to hire, and then you've got somebody who's got, eight hours a day needs to be filled. I mean, even three days goes by where you have a full-time person idle. I mean, that's really expensive, right? If we're talking about a $100 billable hour opportunity cost, right? That's getting close to two grand worth of expenses for just three days of of unused time where you guys have this kind of more stair-step model. When somebody is on the platform, are they getting a dedicated person where it's like one person assigned or it's kind of like, who's available, or are there the people that are on the higher plans, like the, the business plan that's a full-time person, like are you really essentially assigning like one dedicated team member to that agency?
1: Each agency does get assigned a dedicated project coordinator. That's the person who goes in every day, looks at the task, and then assigns it to the developer. Though that team member remains the same, but you know what you were talking about, like a full-time hire. Another problem with that is you can't have a one person and expect them to be pro at front end or in the back end or QA or researching or, you know, you can't have one person just be good at everything. And we are still as an agency, we have all people with the different experiences. Somebody is good at WooCommerce and, you know, not necessarily everyone knows how to work with WooCommerce. You may need a custom plugin. So those things Even on our end, we do have to change people depending on what type of work you have, but you're still dealing with only one project coordinator and it's that coordinator's job to get the right person, which I would say about 80% of the time, it's the same person every day, but it does change depending on what the task is. Got it. And that,
0: that also, you know, I mean, as somebody who's had developers, designers, where it's one person, right? They have a limited scope of understanding of stuff. And sometimes you do need somebody who's a little bit more versed in something more design related or something that's more technical. One thing, and I don't know if this has come up for you yet with your customer base, but I I know it's one of the things I'm excited about seeing agencies implement is when you have a team developer, somebody who's on your team, who's full time, and they're getting to hit capacity. I think that unlimited WP is like going to become such a massive gift to really talented WordPress developers where, you know, an agency owner could go to you guys, sign up a base plan, even the $500 a month kind of entry-level plan, right? And just give one of their existing developers two hours of somebody else's help a day, right? To maybe like, maybe they're getting a lot of menial tasks and requests and stuff like that. Now there'd have to be some training involved and really mindset changes to offload some of the busy work. But I feel like having leveraging a team like yours for a, for somebody that's in-house to offload the busy work for two or four hours a day so that they can focus more on the high-level problems within a client's project, to me is like a really cool way to get more leverage, right? For like a 1000 bucks a month, you can basically give an assistant to any developers or designers on your team. So making them like a lot more effective. So I don't know if you guys have any case study examples of that yet, but I'm like really excited for the first team that like
1: gives their developer their own like WordPress VA, right? We have actually. Oh or a dozen agency that do exactly that. Like we don't work with the founders of the agency. Uh, we're either, not only their full-time developer, a lot of them actually have their VAs come to our platform. Like, you know, they have systems on their end where their VAs are really collecting the task and putting into our system, then taking feedback from our end, sharing with their clients. So we have a lot that, you know, give this WordPress power to their VAs and we have lots of agencies that they're developers uh, and the type of task and, you know, we, we see how they're using it, right? So there are some developers who are literally just using for just giving what they used to do. There are some that have, you know, and I've talked to them. It's like, okay, yeah, now Ronic with, you know, your unlimited WP. I try something. If it doesn't work out, I just create a task for you guys and I'll let you spend like five hours and go crazy about it. And then let me know what you find out where the issue is. Because that, you know, even WordPress with the plugins and everything, it is very easy to work with. But sometimes you get this tedious things where something's broken and you end up spending two, three hours to figure out, what is broken before you can even fix it. Like those type of things, when you offload, it really frees up your time. It doesn't, you know, crash your momentum out of your day and, you know, really helps those agencies grow. So I think that's been, people have been using these plans on like various different ways, assigning different people. Some agencies have their marketing staff work with us. So it is a little different marketing or a VA or a developer and some smaller agencies where the founders themselves, they're working with us. Very cool. Well, we could probably keep talking about this. You and I talk pretty frequently. I love
0: hearing about the success of Unlimited WP. I love hearing a little bit behind the curtain for our audience to get to know you a little bit. You've also, you know, through our partnership, we've been able to support this show, which is super cool. So hopefully our listeners have kind of heard the Unlimited WP brand a little bit on the show already. I think it's cool to get a little bit of your backstory, your history, and some of the thoughts behind the business I know you guys are working really hard on creating this service so that agency owners can grow and scale and just really appreciate you sharing this story and uh, experience with us today. Are you ready for our
1: lightning round? Yes, let's do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Think about it. What's the worst thing that can happen to you if you just totally go for it? Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I'm master at making to-do lists and even better at delegating them now. Can you share an internet resource or tool that you think our listeners would find valuable? I'm like all Notion right now. We've been using it for the past few months for SOPs, docs, processes, systems. Huge fan of Notion. Check out Uh, Notion.so, I think. What book would you recommend and why? I reread this book recently called Founder's Dilemma by Noam Wesserman. So this author, he looks into the life and businesses of like 250 startup founders and their dilemmas, which agency owners have it too. Like, you know, get a partner or not get a partner, hire, not hire, get an investment, not get an investment. So he looks at all these founders and what was shocking is like successful CEOs of those startups who actually made it in terms of wealth after three years, Only 30% of those founders remained the CEOs, meaning like they gave up control for wealth. And, you know, of course, Amazon, Facebooks are outliers, but majority of those CEOs who went for wealth, like they replaced themselves. So it's an amazing book. I'd recommend any agency to check it out. Awesome. We will link out to Founders Dilemma as
0: well as Notion. I've seen you have Notion up on many of our calls, so I can... Definitely give credence to the fact that you're using that a ton right now to organize your business. So we'll link out to that in our show notes, as well as lots of nuggets, takeaways, quotables for you at YouGurus.com forward slash podcast. Ronik, how can our
1: audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? You can check us out at unlimitedwp.com. I'm also on a LinkedIn. You can reach out to me on a LinkedIn. Always happy to talk with an agency, regardless, you know, you're interested in that's the second thing, if you're interested in service or not, but I'm always excited and curious to talk to agencies. And even after all this time, I'm still looking for more pain points. I'm like, okay, what else you're having problems with, right? So something that eventually we can incorporate into service. So reach out to me on LinkedIn and I'm always happy to chat. Very cool. We will make sure to
0: connect your LinkedIn profile on our show notes as well as unlimitedwp.com. So if you have yet to check out Ronick's website, check that out, unlimitedwp.com. We will have that all organized on our show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Ronick, dude, thank you for stopping by the program today. Thank Thank you you for having me. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.